All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. And last night, man, it was an exciting night of basketball. Some of our favorite players all out there with great performances. So let's jump right into it. The Jazz ended up beating the Pistons at 117-105. And really for the Jazz, it it looked like they were going to beat the Pistons down. They were up 28 in the second quarter. But for some reason, as bad as they are, the Pistons fought, found a way to make it actually a four-point game in the fourth quarter, but still end up losing. For the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, 32 points, 4 of 7 from deep, 10 of 17 from the field. He got back to form today. Bogdanovich, 18, 4 of 8 from deep, and he was hitting the late crunch time shots. And Conley with 20 points off 7 of 15 shooting, even though he was a minus 9. And my guy, George Niang. 13 minutes minus 11. We love to see it, George. You always help me out, man. Um, and as for the Pistons, it was really just their, their some of their starters out there just didn't have great nights. Uh, Blake Griffin, he normally somehow ends up being like a plus three or a plus four. He's on minus 16. Wayne Ellington, it's a rough shooting night for him. He's one of them from the field, minus 20. So even though Josh Jackson gave him 22 points, they couldn't quite overcome that and grant as well with 27 they couldn't quite overcome that and beat the jazz um darnell what'd you see out of this game yeah i think you pretty much summed up what happened like detroit blake griffin struggled four for 13 he was a minus 16 wayne ellington he's been someone who's been scoring a lot for them he was one of seven and he only had three points isaiah stewart he's another one he's a rookie he had four points that's not enough Say cool, zero points from him. And they just didn't have enough to keep up with the resurgence of Donovan Mitchell. Nope, not at all. Dom, what were your thoughts? Team's only going to go as far as Wayne Ellington carries them. And if Wayne Ellington is only going to score three points, um, they're going to lose every game. Campaign all on you. Man, Cocker at a minimum deal. And suddenly, the team relies on him to do everything. But they do, actually. Do. Um, <laughs> moving on, the Pacers beat the Grizzlies 134-116. This was kind of shocking, seeing as how the Grizzlies just beat the Spurs back-to-back games and could not stop the Pacers at all. They even had the regular performance of six guys in double figures and almost really eight, if you look at it, because Contra had nine. Clark had nine, but John Morant minus 24 out there. Um, five assists, four turnovers, 10 points on two of 10 shooting. Rare bad game for Ja. And that kind of really led to this. I mean, Brooks was a minus 25 as well, as was Clark, but they were probably all just playing together. Again, the weird thing with the Grizzlies is none of them play over 30 minutes. They all kind of play around the same time. Seems like they just have two different units out there. So I'm keep an eye on. But for the Pacers, they just could not stop some bonus. 32 points, 13 rebounds, 13 to 15 from the field. Um, Miles Turner was a plus 31, 22 points, 11 rebounds, five blocks. And, um, you know, he did have four turnovers, but still a great game for him. And Brogdon continued to do what he's been doing all season. 23 points, seven assists. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? You know that Memphis is a team that tends to fight with a lot of people, but we also know Indiana tends to do that as well, as well, even though sometimes, you know, they're going to fold if there's, like, a lot of defense on them. But as long as there's not a whole lot of defense out there and there's not a whole lot of rebounding out there, then the, then the Pacers can pretty much, you know, fight with anybody. So that's all that, you know, came down to. Memphis is still beat up as usual, which is why I picked them to beat the Spurs, me, which is why I picked the Spurs to beat them both times. But, hey, man, I guess Pop couldn't out-coach them. And Sabonis could just do whatever he wanted on them. So, yeah. Yep. Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, when you look at Memphis, 28 minutes for John Morant, minus 24, 10 points. You expect a lot better out of John. He had six for six from the free throw line. He only hit two field goals. And if they're not going to get 
they need a leader out there. If Ja's not going to be their leading scorer or at least be in that conversation, then they're not going to win a lot of games. And from Indiana's perspective, Sabonis got back on track. I think last game he didn't fare as well, but this game 20, 32 points, 13 rebounds. That's what you like to see out of Sabonis. And a good Miles Turner game, 22 points, 11 rebounds, five blocks, plus 31, highest out of the starters and the bench. So that's positive there. And Jeremy Lamb came back. He was he had 19. He was a plus 18, five of seven from three-point line. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out with Lamb once Levert gets back. Or if – I don't know if they expect to get – TJ Warren back, but they'll have some depth, and I think they can probably make a run into the playoffs, maybe get to the second round. There's always the question, maybe get to the second round is always the question. <laughs> um, everybody knows honestly, they should, they should. What's up? Everybody knows that's their ceiling. Yeah, they're not going to get farther than that. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Maybe take, it to, maybe take it to six at best in the second right. round. Should probably trade Jeremy Lamb or one of the holidays. They have a bunch of forwards. Score first forwards. Like McBucket's yep. just sitting there too. Like I don't know. It's gonna be it is gonna be interesting though to see what they do. Um, especially when they get those two back. Um moving on. Hey man, the Raptors beat the Magic 123-108. There was no Aaron Gordon, um, and that kind of affected the defense. I mean, the offense for the Magic was a little better, but that kind of affected the defense. But even then, I don't know if that's an excuse for what Fred Van did to these dudes tonight. I don't think Aaron Gordon was stopping that. <laughs> 54 points, 7 of 23 from the field, 11 for 14 from three, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. Unbelievable game from Fred. And you see, again, they went out. They started Norman Powell um, just because there's no OG. And, I mean, it just helps out everything, clearly. Um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so when I was watching this game, uh, I turned on to it in the second half when Fred Van – the internet was blowing up with Fred Van Vliet just 11 – I think he had 46 after three quarters of 11 threes. In the fourth quarter, they didn't really play him much. You know, he's he got the first eight minutes or so to rest. And then probably the last seven minutes, he played. And no, that's, that's way too many minutes. But anyway, he only had a couple layups. But overall, Toronto just fed Van, Van Vliet and rolled a hot hand. And it wasn't much that they needed to do. You got a good performance out of the Lowry. He had 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 14 points. Siakam, he was in his facilitator role. He had eight assists as well. So when you get that kind of the ball moving and a guy that's hot like that, Orlando, they just don't have the score to keep up. Nope, not at all. Dom, what'd you see out there? This is, <clears throat> this is an interesting development that keeps happening. And Aaron Baines played 32 minutes and had the highest plus minus of anybody on the field. And Chris Boucher only played 18 minutes and he was a minus one out there. So I don't know what minutes who had or anything like that. It looks like, it looks like Baines was probably out there with Birch and Bert and like Baines trash, but he not Birch trash. So he can, <laughs> he can stop him, but he not worried about him. So but I guess Boucher probably wasn't able to, you know, hang with Vucevic. So they just had Baines out there, you know, try to stop him as best they can. And Lowry, you know, he was productive. He had a triple-double with four steals. Norm had 23 with four steals. Even Fred himself had three steals and three blocks on top of 54. So, I mean, we all know who night it was. We all know who the player of the day was. I mean, this dude just make, just got a franchise high. Out of nowhere, man. And we all know, we all know that he got he has to be the 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 best scorer on the team of anybody for them to like really make a really make a run like how they did the championship year. 
Like even though Kawhi was the leading scorer most nights, Fred was usually right there with him. So yeah, we know Fred has to be like the main scorer on the team. Yeah, if you remember last season when they were in the playoffs, they had that shot to tie the game or take the lead at the end of the game, and Fred Van Fleet took the isolation and he took the shot. Yeah, and he missed it, but he got a big contract in the offseason. And when you have a guy that you max out like that, this is the type of games that you expect from him. So most well, I don't know if you buy expect a, 54. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you expect yeah. him to produce at a high level, but most points ever by undrafted undrafted player, and you got to give him his credit. For sure. Damn, Fred. Dang, man. Great game for Fred. Uh, Raptors now 9-12, and 12, the Magic 8-14. and 14. Did You see... You know, Magic is going to happen when your whole team is hurt. Um, and the Raptors. Not for Memphis. No, not for Memphis. Anyway, so, Memphis is the exception to every rule. They also got to sit for three weeks. Yeah, I can't, I can't forget that. <laughs> they did get to sit for a while. Yeah. So moving on, the Blazers. And Memphis lost by 20. I don't hear about no freaking Memphis right now. Moving on, the Blazers beat the Wizards 132-121. Out the gate, it looked like it'd be a blowout. The Blazers were up 40-23 after the first quarter. But the Wizards, man, they looked and they're like, man, these guys actually can't even guard us. So let's just start scoring. Um, and they're making it close, but the Blazers end up winning by 11 at the end. Damian Lillard, 9 for 23 from the field, but he got to the free throw line 10 times, ends up with 32-8 and and a plus 22 on the game. Um, Gary Trent Jr., he continues to impress the starting lineup, 26 points, 8 for 16. And really, I didn't expect him to keep, you know, having this performance. And if Covington going to hit five of eight threes, man, with 19 and nine rebounds, hey, that's the exact reason everyone keeps wanting him is because he shows you flashes of that. And off the bench, finally, it's been a while, but a good production game out of Carmelo. Eight for 16 from him. One of five from three. No no idea why I keep shooting threes, but whatever. Um, he did give them 21 points, which they badly needed. And for the Wizards, man, Bradley Beal, what else is new? 14 to 24, 37 points. Um, Russ went out there, 17, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 750 from the field, four turnovers. So not terrible. You know, not a bad game from him. Honestly, man, there's a person we can look at. Not Russ this time. Bertans was awful. Two for two for ten from three. Can't do that. He's gonna be out there just to shoot threes. Minus twenty-two. But damn it, Robin. Robin Lopez has been playing. All right. Thirteen minutes, minus fourteen, one rebound. Um Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, you look at the Wizards, Bradley Beals. Probably right now, top three scorer in the league, Russell Westbrook. He struggled, or he played it his best game of the season last game. He came back to earth a little bit, 17 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, still got a triple-double, but. That's all he wanted. You want, <laughs> Ish, Ish, Ish Smith was someone who came off the bench with giving them good minutes. Mm-hmm. He only had three points. And like you mentioned, Bertans. They gave him a big contract, and he's been terrible. He was minus 22 last night. That's awful. Four fouls and six points. But when you look at Portland, Gary Trent, somebody who, when he hits his threes, they normally play well. Dame was only 4-14 from the three-point line, but it didn't matter because when you get production from Covington, Cantor, Hood, Mello, when they get Nurkic, CJ, maybe even Zach Collins back, then you look at the depth and say, okay, this is a team that can go and be one of the top six seeds in the West. But without them players playing well, then Dame's by himself and he he's either hot or he's not. Yeah. I when you said ish, I thought that too. And I just noticed he did have nine assists. Damn, ish. He, that's he nice. really that's crazy. That's why it was a plus one. I was like, what? I, he didn't shoot well. But anyway, uh, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? So, <clears throat> these are two teams that can't play any D hunts. And we know that. However, the, the Trailblazers 
have a little bit more scores, and that's just what it came down to. They have Cantor that can score. They have Hood that can score. They have Trent that can score. They have Carmelo that can score. All these people can score if the defense is just going to be awful. So, but the problem with Washington is even if the even if the defense is bad, they still can't score. <laughs> like Beal can score. Like the thing is, they they're ranked so high in offense. But it really do just come down to Beal dropping, you know, his 40 a game. And then everybody else maybe dropping like around 10 or so. But it all we know who it all comes down to. The two games that he had good games in, you know, they were closer to winning. And then the two and then, you know, he only has 17 tonight. If he not if he not dropping 30 right with him, they're not gonna win no games. It they it took them. I know Brooklyn is a high-powered offense, and, you know, when he see KD, he go attack. But, you know, it took, it took like 37 from Beal and 41 from Westbrook to beat the Nets. So if Beal going to keep dropping his 37, then the other half of the duo needs to, you know, do what he got to do. But that's what we've been criticizing him on the whole time. So, I mean, hey. Russ bought a day off with the Nets performance. Not going not gonna to do too hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rough things, but it's, it's not today's not the day for that. Today's the day for somebody else. We gonna get after we saw somebody else do some rough things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody else. I saw somebody else do rough way worse than Russ. I was yeah, like, the, and then not make no shots on top of it. <laughs> so the Celtics played the Warriors and ended up beating them 111-107. Kemba Walker has continued to struggle from the field, which he's going to do. Six of 18 from out there, shooting a bunch of shots. Still plus nine. Um, Jason Tatum, nine for 19. He was a plus 20. He was a plus 13, sorry, with 27 points, nine rebounds. Jalen Brown, eight for 20, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Struggling day for Jalen Brown. He just couldn't hit any threes, couldn't get any of them to fall. And I don't understand this, man, because I'm watching. He actually was helping them a lot. And I think I know why. Grant Williams gets all the shit in the world. For, for four for four, 15 points, somehow at minus 13. My thought is because he was playing with Robert Williams, who really did go out there for nine minutes. It was a minus nine. Steph just saw him and went right at him. You know, this dude doesn't know where he is. <laughs> so that is my thoughts on that one. So chill on Grant. He did just fine. He actually kind of saved the game. He's not going to miss a shot. Um... Hey, man, for the Warriors, I mean, you know, Steph, 12 of 21, 7-14 from deep, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 38 points. My opinion, didn't get the ball enough as they just forgot he was out there sometimes. Draymond fucking green, bro. One of seven, 11 rebounds, seven assists, five turnovers, five fouls. There were points of the game where he was just terrible. He would just do things I just were unconceivable. I was like, oh, my God, man. We, we, we just throwing the ball away, just awful sometimes. But still, he, somehow, and he was bad. He was a plus seven. Wiggins also drove me crazy. Six of 16, one of eight from three. Just couldn't get any of them to fall. If he just hits a couple, obviously, you know, the Warriors win this game. He's still somehow a plus 10. Juan, Scano, Anderson, six of nine. He was a minus eight. Not, not great. Plus minus, but he still, I think he just saved the game in some degrees. But if he's not going to miss a shot, Baysmore went out there plus 16 in 17 minutes. But he's only a plus 16 because of who he was with the face. Kelly Oubre, 5-11, four fouls, 12 points, minus 25 in 26 minutes. Dom, you have anything to say about this? I may have a lot to say, so. So we so we were watching the game right in the first quarter. In the first quarter, he was going crazy. He was like five for six, five for seven. Like he wasn't missing anything. And then the then the next three quarters came. <laughs> <laughs> Reality struck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then for whatever reason, we were watching. Steve Kerr had him out there with everybody else that can't score. So he awful. had to be the so he had to be the best scorer out there. And what we know about him is that he can't be the best scorer out there. He can't so be, I can't. It was, I don't know it, was, 
Huh? He can't be second, let alone the best at any point of the game. And he could be second because he can be out, he can be out there with, with Wiggins, but he can't be the first. <laughs> he definitely can't be the, the best scorer out there. Cause yeah, they just didn't know what to do with the ball. Every time he got bro, his confidence is just gone. That shit is that shit is shot. He he hey man. I ain't <laughs> I don't know what to say about the guy, man. I mean you know, basket. You know, like we were talking about Lamelo and stuff like that. You know, a lot of his game comes from confidence. If you look at the way Ubre plays, he plays real explosive. He plays energetic, and out there, it just looked like he, it just looked like he was just unsure himself every sort of way. He's like, "Damn, I suck." <laughs> like I feel like he really feel that in his head. So, hey man, it's a confidence thing at this point, man. A trade would just be the best thing for him. Honestly, not even just for the team, just for him, man. Like he needs a new setting because that man is that man is out of Golden State <laughs> in the head. But yeah, man. It, ever ever after the first quarter, though, man, he went out there. He ain't make no more shots, and he was getting cooked on defense. And he was he was really bad. He was getting stripped every time he had the ball. He was missing. He was missing the one thing he's he's, he's missing, really good at. Yeah, I'm saying he was missing the one thing he's really good at, which is dunks. And I'm like, hey man, he did have one nice dunk. Yeah, <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> he was on fire. <laughs> he he went crazy in the first quarter. <laughs> Nothing else after that. Man, I'm just hoping. I, I just hope the guy gets confidence back because that shit is gone. Nah, he's done. Darnell, what are your, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Dom pretty much summed up everything about Kelly Oubre. But from Boston's perspective, I think Boston played probably they played with two bigs, and they're probably they're. they're trying to see how they can get Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson to work together. And it wasn't awful, probably because there was no James Wiseman for Golden State. And without Wiseman, Golden State doesn't really have any bigs. So you expect Boston to be able to score inside the paint. And Kelly Oubre, he's just terrible, like, right now. Like, it's no other way to get him. It's no other way around it, like. He stick he sticks out like a sore thumb. Like every starter is in the positive, and he's a minus twenty five. So that just shows you how awful he's been playing. Like there's no other way around it. If I were Steve Kerr, I would try to hide him so that his trade value don't plummet. Because teams are looking at this dumb shit. They're looking at this. They're looking at these boss scores. They're like, damn, he a minus twenty five. He the only one. In the minus, and then he the worst minus on the team. On top of that, you gotta hide him a little if you try to trade him. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing out there. You don't just you don't just put him out there with all the worst players. If you try, if you try to increase his trade value, yeah, yeah, at least let's definitely yeah, I think elixir on him or something. They should probably play JTA a little more. Probably limit his minutes some. They play well. He actually played more minutes. Played more minutes to trying to hide him. He just sucks. Well, they played the same amount, but yeah, exactly. One another thing. Another thing that fucked it up was when Ubre was out there not being able to score. And this big dumbass nigga Eric Pascal kept running in and getting blocked every fucking play. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a block turnover. Like he just went in there, couldn't do nothing either. So then, if none of your people, <laughs> if if both of your scorers can't move out there, then I mean, if your two supposed offensive players can't do anything on offense, at least after the first quarter, at least, then I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely a bad coaching stretch because I, I I told you this as I'm watching the Warriors were up 35 to 24. And what they normally do is they normally put Wiggins in with the bench because he just going to jack the ball, but that's fine because at least someone will shoot it and it'll be in rhythm. Yeah, and Wiggins. I mean, like, at this Wiggins, point, Ubre too scared. <laughs> exactly, and Wiggins at least Wiggins also couldn't get in that rhythm because he was out there with Steph all the time. So you know, Steph one, Steph one, do what he does. And Draymond was just being whatever the fuck today. Um. But 
But so Wiggins didn't get that rhythm. And as soon as I saw, I was like, oh, they're going to lose the game because of this stretch right here. They just had yeah. Ray, Pascal, Wanamaker, and Lee out there. And who the fuck else? Probably JTA. I think I think, think Baysmore. Baysmore. Yeah, Baysmore, whatever. And it was just a disaster. And I was like, oh, they just lost the whole – and they proceeded to lose the whole lead. Um, if you go, if you going to get – if you going to get a jacker like Wiggins – then why the fuck is he on the court with Steph? It's because Steph was out there, and then Wiggins was just jacking shots. Yep, missing them, missing every one. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> missed all of them. <laughs> he just had to make one. He really just had to make one of them. Well, he did make one. He, he had to make two. He had to make another one. <laughs> he had to go two for. He had to go two for eight. Like Kemba just had to go two for twelve. Very much. <laughs> I mean, they only lost by four, so. Efficient performance out of Kemba today. Amen. Let's get into it. This was an amazing game. A great game. One that brings a smile to my face as we officially now are tied, baby, because of this one right here. He made a rule. He said he wasn't going to trust him. What does he do? Trusted them. Who the Nets end up winning 124 to 120 over the Clippers, despite 12 of 24 from Kawhi Leonard, 33 points, five assists, five rebounds. That man, plus seven, that man was really trying to do everything he could, despite Nicholas Batum, seven of 10, 21 points, six rebounds. A and MVPG did have 11 for 24, 26 points, six assists out there. We'll talk about. You know, I don't know what he did out there, though. But Serge Ibaka is going to struggle. He was three for 11. Tough game against a team with really no center. Um, not that's that's why I picked these niggas, too, because of Serge. Well, that was a mistake. And Reggie Jackson, he started off the game hitting a couple threes, but I just kept saying it. Just had to believe in the process, man. Reggie will not keep hitting these fucking threes. He did exactly that. Three for nine for the field for him. Hey, man. Lou Williams, two for seven. I'm telling y'all about that. Knew that was coming. They put Shannon right on him. Hit him all game on that man. Marcus Morris tried. He was six of ten. Flopping around late to make this one a quick win. Um, doing everything he possibly could. But at the end of the day, KD, 11 for 13. He was a minus eight out there. Mainly because I think he just had to be, he just had to be out there while Kawhi was out there. He just couldn't guard him. But 11 for 13. Nine rebounds. It's just interesting with Katie. Five turnovers. Not that's not great either. Kind of Damn. Him. Eleven for thirteen minus nine. Yep. Couldn't guard, dude. Um Jeff Green, two for eight. Not a great game from him, but he hit the late layup. Missed the free throw like we all knew he was gonna miss, but he at least hit the layup um to give them the lead once all Joe Harris plus sixteen. 5-11, 3 for 7 from deep, just because he's capable of shooting the ball. Um, hey, man, Shaman only shot three times. Shaman, a plus 5. TLC, a minus 5, it is what it is. Bruce Brown out there knowing his role, plus 4. But him down to people. James Harden, 7 for 15, 14 assists, 11 rebounds, 23 points. He really just ate. It was him on the bench that just kind of kept swaying what it was. Him with the bench unit versus Paul George and the other bench unit. And Kyrie Irving, man, 39 points, 15 of 23, 6 of 8 from deep. Hit the two free throws to send this one over and end it for good. Don, what were your thoughts on this one? So, you know, one of the big questions about the team and how they were going to function is, you know, obviously every time two Every time multiple, you know, dominant ball handlers get together, then it's like, hey, there's only one ball who's going to shoot the most. At this point, both of these dudes are like, you know what, bro? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> KD, KD just go out there. He tried his hardest to play defense. And obviously he couldn't stop Kawhi, but he was just trying to be out there, play defense, shoot a couple shots at the end. And then Harden just be like, you know what? I'm going to just pass this bitch. I'm tired of getting roasted for dropping 36 and, and, and fucking getting tired and losing in the playoffs every year. And it's all my fault. 
But no, now they're just like, hey, man, Kyrie, you go ahead, take all the shots. You low key the best scorer on the team. I know Harden and, K- and KD are like uh, to obviously top five with them. But uh, at this point, they're just going to let Kyrie be number one. And, you know, but with the Clippers, just came to down stretch. As 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 is always the case with these guys, yep. can't nobody make shots <laughs> because Kawhi got to do it all all game, and then he just needs his right hand man to do it, and his right hand man is not capable of doing it. <laughs> he nope. actually got saved, and he got saved at the last second because they fouled Batum. They fouled Batum when he passed him the ball. Cause that shit, it was like it was like five seconds left. This shit would have tied. That shit went clank. <laughs> it was like I think it was um, I think it was like one. It was like one sixteen to one nineteen at that point. Paul George says the shot is tied. It's like it's like seven seconds left. Bloop. Nope. They tied. They uh fouled Batum. Batum went right up there like George Hill. <laughs> Missed that shit. Missed the first one. And then made the second one, even though he was supposed to miss it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it just, the, the, the team just don't got no closers. And what what was, you know, what, what helped them last year was that Lou Will and Trezzy were really the closers for the team. But because Trezzy's gone, and Zubash can't replace, or or Serge can't replace what what Trezzy gave them. Then you know Lou Will wasn't able to close the game. But really, this game comes down to I, I just think the game comes down to Serge, man. You if you gotta be able to score when there's nobody down there. They can give everybody career years, bro. DeAndre Drummond is letting everybody have career years on him. Andre Drummond, Clint Capella, everybody, Vucevic, everybody. It's having a career year on 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 DeAndre Jordan out there, Serge. And we know what you're capable of. You went crazy in the playoffs, dog. And you can't go out here and shoot three, four, eleven. Not against DeAndre Jordan and whoever their backup center is, Jeff Green. I think yeah, it was actually interesting because Jeff Green actually got the start. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were bringing DeAndre Jordan off the bench, which was a revelation to me. I think maybe it's because the Clippers play kind of small, but and you know Jeff Green's probably a bad matchup for DeAndre Jordan. But I don't know what it was, but Serge just wasn't able to get any buckets. Like he's not. He made a three, but he's not. He's never been. I remember following Ibaka since he was in Oklahoma City. And he was never an aggressive player in the paint. He always wanted to go to 15 feet, go to the three-point line, and try to shoot jump shots. And he's a good defender. He'll block his shots at the rim. But he had 10 rebounds. He's not in the, uh, someone who likes to rebound a lot. Yeah. I just always like to see more from Serge. But <clears throat> I think I think it came down to Lou, man. Like, Lou's got to be better in clutch, in, in, in clutch time, like. Last year, yeah. he was a player that they would go to when Kawhi didn't have it going because Paul George was just off all year. Like, yeah, nothing you could do about it. But four points for Lou Will in 20 minutes, he's supposed to be instant offense on the on the once he gets on the floor because he brings nothing to the defensive end. And if that's the role you're going to play him in, I think you got to make a move. Yeah, absolutely. They got to get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause at this because at this point we already know what Paul George not going to do, but Lou Lou's supposed to be able to do it. That's the difference. But if he's going to yeah. be awful the whole year, that's that. I mean, they got the best record in the league. I think they're like they're they're at least like top three record in the league. But yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know who they've been beating up on. They must be beating up on all the bad teams. Yeah, I told you this. The Clippers and the Lakers are two teams where they're going to get the primetime games toward the end of the season. Same with the Bucks. Yeah. Like the three teams that are going to get the most of the end of the season primetime games. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think Brooklyn might get more primetime games than the Bucks. Hmm. I think I Brooklyn's been playing more people early, though. That's the only reason I say that. Not more primetime games, but you know how they backload the schedule for after football. 
everything like that. I feel like yep. I feel like just just feel, it feels like the the Bucks haven't played anybody really. Oh. They had a little stretch where they played the Lakers and somebody else. Don't nobody want to watch the Bucks? Yeah, I don't think I don't think people want to watch the Bucks anymore. I think people are over Giannis. Not only he doesn't in the playoffs. I'm just telling. It ain't even just Giannis. It's the fact that they ruined the entire team for no reason. That dumbass decided to stay. If if he didn't sign that extension, they would be more interesting. No lie. (laughs) But the fact that he signed the extension, you're like, oh, you, oh, you're cool with being awful, huh? You're cool. Well, not awful, but you're cool with just being a second round Eastern Conference final exit because you're never making it to the finals with these guys. Like they can yeah. they can obviously get to the you know second round whenever, but their their peak is a Eastern Conference finals because until Giannis until they just learn how to play everybody, then you know, and until they and as long as they ever play Augustine and Forbes in the same game, then <laughs> there's just so much they can do. Damn, y'all didn't even let me fucking finish. I was just saying what the schedule is doing. Not what I want to watch, not what people want to watch. It's telling you how it's being broken down. I decided to crucify Milwaukee. What is this? What is this Bucks hatred? Bro, don't I care about them niggas no more, bro? They fucking suck. <laughs> I'm tired of them. Damn, fuck. Damn it, Giannis. <laughs> yeah, he's not even like he's not even like fun to watch like Bill anymore. If if, if you're just gonna keep running into people and motherfucking, all right, like it was it was cool at first. It was it was cool for it was cool for like the first two years. And it was the nice story behind it, you know. He grew up. Yep. You know, it all the storyline attached to it, but now at this point, it's just like, all right, you shouldn't, hey man, your team isn't interesting. It's not even completely your fault, it's your GM's fault, and that's your fault for staying. So, <laughs> he should at least put their feet to the fire, man. Like, make yeah. them make them make moves that's like, all right, these like, we got to go all in. Like, now they like they put some of the chips in the, to, to the front. But they kept some with them. Like, nah, you got to make them f- put everything yeah. to the front of the table. He at least had to flirt with free agency. He didn't even yeah. have to leave. He just had to. He just had to wait till free agency to see what them niggas was gonna do. And not, and then he did it right. And then he signed the extension right after they made a stupid ass move. So he's gonna stay there for five years, and they ain't got no first for like three of them. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Man. Whatever, whatever, Giannis. Uh, no more primetime games next year, NBA. Let's replace that. That's all I'm saying. Give them all to Charlotte or somebody. I don't care. Yes. Not, not fucking Charlotte. Oh my anybody, God. anybody else. Give us give us more mellow games. Wow. Exactly. I'd rather watch Mellow in prime time than that fucking basic ass Bucks team. Only way I want to watch them is if the Nassus develops. <laughs> that would be the only way they're interesting. If the Nassus becomes anything like his brother. I don't know. That's gonna be tough. He had a night, he did have a nice putback the other night. Just, just an unbelievable flooding of Bucks hatred that just didn't even <laughs> play last night. And you guys just decided to call him boring. Dude, I don't know how I don't know how he went from the Nets to the Bucks like that, but I'll take it. I just all I said was because you asked Domit asked why the Clippers record is so good, and I just said because them, the Lakers, and the Bucks haven't played anybody. Just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it became about Thanasis. I don't know. It's a little <laughs> wild turn of events. Because, bro, Thanasis the, the, the is, is the only hope for the team. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have the same last name, <laughs> you, gotta, you at least got to make it a threat or something. But theory. 
<laughs> exactly. It's like if you playing two K, like like you just gotta see his name just to kind of, just kind of just kind of be scared that he's something like the other one. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're thinking about. I'm just saying that it didn't think that it would happen like this. So, real quick to last night for a second. <laughs> um, I want you guys. I'm gonna start with Darnell. I want you to rank the players on both these teams, like the stars. So Kawhi, Paul George, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, based off what you saw last night. Just rank them all. Put them all together. Rank them all one for five, one through five on what you saw last night. You want it top to bottom or bottom to top? Any way you want, man. Cool. All right. I'll go one through five. I'll go number one. I'll go with Kawhi. Number two, I'll go with Kevin Durant. Three, I'll go Kyrie. Four, I'll go James Harden. Five, I'll go Paul George. Dom? So, five, I'll go Nicholas Batum. Four, <laughs> four, four, I'll go Kevin Durant. Three, I'll go James Harden. Two, I'll go Kyrie. One, I'll go Kawhi. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Honestly, you know what? I would. The only I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go. Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna go five. Batum. Batum really was their best player. Really was. Ugh. Five. Batum. It's Portland. Batum again. <laughs> yeah, he is. Five. Batum. Four. Harden. Three Durant, only because Durant had to guard Kawhi and was kind of trying to do it at least. Hold him at 50%, I guess. So three Durant, two Kyrie, one Kawhi. I, I think from Kyrie, Durant shot Durant only missed two shots. And yet I feel like Kyrie missed less somehow. I don't really explain it. And down the stretch, I even was like, because they had a seven-point lead. And then Harden started shooting it. Durant turned it over. And I was just thinking, man, why the hell are they just not giving Kyrie the ball right now? Just end this game. And then everything got close out of nowhere. When Kyrie really put it out of reach, you'd you'd have thought. Then, of course, Paul George hit a three. And Paul George could have moved himself right in the top five. But, you know, could have. All the moment. The moment, the greatest moment in NBA history that doesn't count. if If he made that shot. And tied it, he would have been number one for me. Yep. <laughs> Easy. And they definitely wouldn't have called that foul. They'd be like, we didn't even blow a whistle. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. But damn, Paul, you can't miss every you can't miss every one of them. <laughs> Not every single one. Damn, Paul. <clears throat> damn, Paul. I don't know, man. For me, I think it was probably just because the way the ease at which Kevin Durant was scoring the ball, I put him at two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I probably should have put Kyrie two. Because Kyrie was unbelievable. Some of the shots he makes, like, it's just – you just shake your head. It's like it was one possession where Reggie Jackson tried to make this circus layup, and then Kyrie comes down yeah. full speed, and then he makes the circus layup, <laughs> and then you see, like – all right, that's the difference between <laughs> Kyrie Irving and Reggie Jackson right there. You know what's funny? So the two games back-to-back were on, on TNT were Brooklyn Clippers and then Celtics. Uh, um, Celtics, what's Warriors. it called? Warriors. Okay. So then you see Kyrie go out there, do what he do, and then you know what Steph going to do. But that yeah. other dude wearing green, he's supposed to be doing this, the same shit. That Kyrie out there doing, but he can't do any of it. He's supposed to be going down there, driving into people, getting his foul. He get he get the corny foul, but he never finished. I'm like, you supposed you supposed to be clutch. You supposed to be doing us. This is what Boston got you for, and you fucking suck. I have a question. I was thinking there was always what, and Dom Kansas. This this thought really occurred to me last night. Is 
I want you to you can even switch the situations, put this guy in the other put Kemba in the other guy's situation. Would like Isaiah Thomas be a better fit for this team than Kemba Walker? Like in his prime, Isaiah Thomas. Or do you think or, or did he just score 30 because of the situation? I was thinking that's like, supposed to be better than him. But there was no Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. In the that's world. what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm asking the question. Like, could Kemba score 30 in that system? Like, game? No. Exactly. So I don't think so. If, if Kemba's going to be out there not playing defense anyway. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> like the whole, the whole knock was IT couldn't play defense, but damn it. But then again, IT got to be a volume shooter, which is why this is the only reason I'm asking. Like, yeah. could it be because he just got to shoot it all? But I think then again, Kemba gets to shoot it a damn lot. What 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 it comes down to, I think, is Isaiah was just a better finisher, and that's just what it came down to. Even though he's shorter, he was better at finishing. I mean, you know how small people like like. They're just so used to playing with people taller than them. They just kind of know how to. They just kind of know how to finish that shit around the world too. But go so Isaiah, Isaiah is like that. So like you know, Kemba's around our height. Kemba's around like six foot. So, but like he a little taller. He probably probably like a little taller than some people growing up and shit. I know like playing you know college and recreation. You know college and like high school. He wasn't he wasn't like the tallest out there, but you know. It's just it, Isaiah's just been short all his life, so he just all, already know how to be short out there type thing, and he's just a better finisher than Kemba, and I think he a better passer than Kemba too, low key, because he did average like nine assist, eight or nine assists when he averages twenty eight too. So, I mean, yeah, the thing with Kemba, Kemba's supposed to be clutch. You know, he hit that he hit that game winner at UConn, and you know he was dragging Charlotte along as hard, as hard as he can to beat them eight seeds. Sometimes that they were baby, <laughs> boy, boy, hey, amen. He came to the big stage. Boston was like, you know what, Kyrie is the issue, which he was the second year, not the first year, but the second year he was the, he was part of the issue. So you know. They were like, Kyrie, the issue. Let's go get Kemba. Kemba's supposed to do the same shit. And he can't make a shot. <laughs> he can't finish at the rim. All he do is get them little phony fouls like Trey do. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's it's good that he does them, though. Because I was I was really watching Jeff Teague last night. And, like, we were, we were watching the game. I was watching Jeff Teague. I was like, every time he, every time he was at the three-point line, all he had to do was jump into people. I was like, bro, Kemba can do that. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Teague would just pass the ball or something like that. I'm like, no, bro, he right there jumping in front of you. You don't just like do that fake shit that all of them do. <laughs> so yeah. Kemba will at least give you that. But Kemba got to make shots. He didn't even shoot all, like six for eighteen. It's pretty bad. But like, I mean, good. I'm comparing. I'm comparing it to one for twelve. So. <laughs> Hey, that, that's the new Kemba standard at this point. <laughs> that's what we saw in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Darno, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I think Kemba is – I don't know if he's still hurt. I know last year he had a knee injury, and he played through it a little bit and he probably came back when he was still not a hundred percent. That could be probably what's contributing to some of his struggles, but I don't necessarily know if they necessarily need him to do much com- considering Jalen Brown's breakout year. Yeah. So I don't I, consider that. I don't see them going to like, I don't see them going to the Eastern conference finals or anything like that. Maybe that's their hopes to get probably to the NBA Finals one championship, but I don't see them going that far. So I don't know, man. I don't think. Go ahead. Man, with Kemba, I just think that you know, if Kemba's not going to be a scorer, then that means they only have two scores. So he yeah. does have to, he does have to like 
be the third score out there. Every team needs at least three people that can score the basket, score score uh, the basketball. So, yeah, you know, I think Kemba- I think I think he is a third seed, a third wheel. So I think you're only expecting like fifteen to seventeen. But but if you but you can't be taking eighteen shots and shooting right that's with the point. if you're gonna be <laughs> if you're only gonna make the six. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the problem is they have no other scorers outside from them three, and we saw it in the playoffs. The only reason they really like were winning games against the Raptors was because Marcus Smart had like the best season, had like the best stretch of his entire career against the Raptors. So, yeah, I mean, because Kemba really wasn't doing it. It was just Marcus was shooting. Marcus was scoring like six threes a game, averaging like twenty three points that series. So mm-hmm. that's really what it came down to. But Kemba got to be better if they want to. I mean, we all know this. This whole team comes down to Kemba. And if he going to be ass, I mean, they beat Golden State. They only beat Golden State because Kemba's not as bad as Oubre at this point. But, you know, against, against teams where all their players are going to be effective, Kemba just going to be a liability out there. They really haven't won many games since he came back. They were like nine and three when he was hurt. And as soon as he came back, they started losing games. Yep. They had the best record in the East for a while. Yeah. It's I want to I want to see the standings. Do you, does anybody know where they are in the standings? Yeah, they're um they're fourth. They're eleven and eight. They're hanging on thanks to the NBA. <laughs> and it's okay. also going to come down to how many fouls they get in the playoffs. I hate the Celtics, but it's fine. Yeah. Take them be getting them dumb fouls. At least Kemba at least be doing the fake shit to get them. Kemba, Tatum don't even be trying to. He Kemba's just put the ball up and down. don't get touched. Yeah. yeah. Tatum don't even flop. He just fucking gets the calls no matter what. You don't even get touched. Yep. It's really, it's really crazy how the NBA really rides Tatum's dick. This crazy. Dang, I didn't know the Nets were the two seed. Yeah. Damn. They're they've gone like uh, they've gone like seven and three since Harden came. They're fourteen and three. Yeah. Up a thousand points a game and still winning. Yeah, man. When they get drumming, yikes. Yeah. Oh, we're looking at a Celtics Pacers first round series with the Pacers losing seven because the Celtics get 35 free throws and the Pacers get 15. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at dead in the eye. I've seen this story before. <laughs> Damn. Then yeah, they got to play. Then the, they got to play Philly. Are really the 14th, the 13th seed in this bitch. Damn, Miami. Um, what you say? Yeah, Miami yeah. stinks. Oh. No, I ain't saying none. Oh, Miami stinks. Yeah, Miami does stink. And Golden State looking outside of the playoffs right now. Rockets won six straight, so Golden State right now, the nine seed. This is all Kelly Oubre's fault. Bro, people, people keep sleeping on Houston, bro. Houston really out here going crazy after that trade. Houston is they, good, man. Yeah. They're real good. I really fuck with them. I don't sleep on Houston. They play like, way they, play they play way they're the best defense in the world. Obviously. Yeah. 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 That worst defense went. I don't think I saw that coming. Straight to the Nets. <laughs> Travel. <laughs> One man. <laughs> <laughs> Where he goes, the defense leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Harden. Oh. But um, oh yeah, they they named a player in the month. They named a player in the month. They were it was Jokic and Embiid, which we yep. can expect. There's your two MVPs right there. Thank you. And the players of the week were Jokic and Harden for last week. I don't know how it was Harden. He played one game, but all right. He went crazy that one game. <laughs> I think it should have been Trey, actually. It could I think it could have been LaMelo, too. Okay. Not had a great week. Okay. Not had a great week. 
They're not gonna give it to him, but he had a great week. Could he? It could have been Giannis, but well, <laughs> that nigga gonna drop forty every game. Y'all, y'all, hate, y'all want him to be primetime definitely. They can't give Giannis any of these, just so people know not to give him MVP. Doesn't matter. Just so they know, this is his Better last primetime year. Let's go into Embiid, Jokic, or LeBron. One of those three is getting it. I don't even know right now if LeBron necessarily does it. LeBron been kind of, yeah, right now. But he's going to pick it up later, so it don't matter. But what's his name? LeBron. His name is LeBron James. So he's always a candidate. (laughs) (laughs) He's always top three. His name is LeBron the fuck James. LeBron, he said you're not doing shit. He just like don't matter if he it don't matter if he's doing shit or not. What's his name? Oh my god. All right, <laughs> what real quick is your game of the night and player of the night from last night? All right, for game of the night, I got Clippers and Nets. And for my player of the night, there's gonna be consensus. Consensus is Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, Dom. My game of the night is Boston and Golden State. And my um play tonight is Van Blizzy. Nah, I, I hey man, the Clippers in Brooklyn was was a was a crazy game, but Boston Golden State. I would hey Draymond, Draymond, Ubre, and Kemba really had me out there crying, and I loved every second of it. Cause it was really out, all three of them were out there doing some bullshit. <laughs> Not like like Ubre's. It was almost sad, <laughs> but like, but Draymond's though, man, he was really out there looking straight like Russell. Russell didn't even look that bad. He was definitely running into people for layups and missing everyone. <laughs> Throwing that bitch right away. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that one, one where where Juan where Juan was like at the wing. And he just threw that bitch all behind him, <laughs> right to the crowd. He underhand threw the bitch out of bounds. He caught it and turned and just threw it, threw it to the invisible fans. I was like, bro, come on. Did that Paul George shit. Oh, my God. And then he started being like, bro, what's the fuck? That's what they all do, bro. Where the fuck were you at? Bro, look before you pass the ball. <laughs> You got eyes. You don't have to just throw it just because the ball touches your hand. Like, wait a second. Bro, he tossed it like a fucking loaf of bread right the fuck out of I was like, what the fuck? It was right after I gave him a compliment, too. So it made the, it made the whole time. damn thing so much worse. It was every time you gave him a compliment, he turned the ball over <laughs> or shot some dumbass shot. Uh, my game. It, suck. it sucks when he's the problem and the solution. Yep, that is the case. My game of the night, Nets Clippers. That game's crazy. Um, just a lot of a lot of great performances from all the stars. Man, Kyrie, KD, Harden, Kawhi, and Batum all played great, great games out there. Um, my <laughs> my player of the night is just Fred Van Fleet. A little upset I turned this one off. I was kind of watching it, but dude at 54. So it's not, it's not his, it's not your fault. I turned it off, Fred. It's it's the magic's fault. <laughs> yeah, I had to turn it off after a while too. Magic. Once I saw that he wasn't gonna go for the record for the 14 threes, he had 11 after three. I said, All right, I don't need to see any more of this. If the Inderno was still bored. <laughs> Damn it, damn it, Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just trade for Kendrick Nunn already. Make this entertaining at least. Uh, Somebody got to save Kendrick Nunn. If he is not going to (laughs) play and then drop 30 every time. Go trade for Kendrick Nunn or Jeremy Lamb or some fucking body. (laughs) Somebody, Sumner. Sumner doesn't even play anymore. Shit, I'd hate this trade for Isaiah Joe. Dude, there are a bunch of dudes on benches who could start for y'all, bro. Let's go get get someone anyway, man. And Aaron Gordon out for a month on top of it. Yeah. So their offense is going to kick up, but they won't be able to stop anybody. 
Amen. Thank you guys for listening to another edition, man, Lumia Sports. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. This was obviously a phenomenal night. We had all of our stars out there. Out and, about. and we didn't even and we barely even talked about one of them. Yeah, we did. We did not talk about him. But we didn't talk about either of them, and they played each other actually. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, ho hum. <laughs> but we get Wizards Heat tonight. So there you go. Hey, let's go. Bro, is this like their third game in a row? (laughs) It feel like it. Kind of. Didn't they just play Brooklyn yesterday or two days ago? (laughs) Was that on Sunday? I think that might have been on Sunday. Yeah, I think it was Sunday too. Oh, okay. I was like, dang, three games in a row. So we get that game, and we get your boring game of the night. Let's call it the Bucks Pacers on ESPN. They really give ESPN all the shitty games. <laughs> they said, get your halftime show up, bro. <laughs> we're not, we're not giving you good games. I'm Milwaukee versus Indiana. <laughs> oh man, what's the what's the next one? Phoenix and New Orleans. <laughs> Damn, damn ESPN. <laughs> Bro. Halftime show up and get Stephen A some help. That's what <laughs> happens when you only have one when you only have one person on your network. <laughs> and then his and then his primetime show sucks because his two co-hosts are awful. Gave that man gave that man a super max and put him right next to August DM4. <laughs> Not Augustine. I know the NBA likes. I know the NBA wants Zion to be like the next LeBron, but they got to really, really scale back on these Pelican games. On that's season, not fun season, enough. Man. Honestly, they're nowhere near fun enough to be on TV this much. Honestly, bro, it's because yeah, this... Lonzo though. Actually, it really if Lonzo was him, was who he's supposed to be, they'd be great because he's supposed to be throwing Zion hoops and shit. But everyone just knows that he's not going to do a layup. So they just don't leave Zion at all. <laughs> they just never leave him. Like, early last year, that shit was working. People were like, oh, Lonzo flying. And then you got to leave and you got to rotate on the Zion. Now people just watch, they just watch that nigga go right to the paint and just miss a layup because he don't want to get fouled. He'd be just right. I don't want to get touched down here type shit. I don't even think it's a fear of getting touched. I think he just knows that. If he if he's just gonna be a twenty percent free throw shooter all his life, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can call it fear, you can call it acknowledgement, but either way, <laughs> either way, he want to slice it up. <laughs> Yo, put that man in Oakland. <laughs> and in San Francisco, man, somewhere else. Let the best shooter of all time coach him. Something, somebody else not doing it. Lonzo would be fun there, though, because he would just be – bro, he could just hold on to that bitch like Draymond does. And you know he doesn't want to shoot it. You know then that. It, he could just everybody else Draymond that, set screens for Curry and watch Curry just run around out there. And just... <clears throat> Problem is Lonzo got to come off the bench, though. No, so who – So Why? who? How the hell does he have to come off the bench? Because I don't want Draymond – and Lonzo starting out there not wow. being able, I, I not be able to shoot. I want to hear why so I can immediately combat it. Because neither of them are going to be able to shoot. Neither can Ubrain. He's starting every game. <laughs> in, theory, in theory, he was supposed to be able to shoot. <laughs> That's the problem. The theoretical shooter. My man is really trying to make me bring up DJ again. <laughs> in theory, Corey Joseph. Hey man, you hey man, you I just brought up theory. DJ when we were talking about Stephen A. <laughs> I know all the theories. <laughs> I know all the theories, man. All the theoretical. I'm just going about what's happening. Lonzo's actually a better shooter than Ubre. By the numbers. But, yeah. Oh yeah. By a lot. And too. he's a better defender. And a better passer. And the yeah. Pelicans would actually get fleeced if they did that stupid shit. I don't even like Lonzo there, but damn it, not for Uber, bro. Don't make Zion the next Giannis already. 
Don't do that. And I like David Griffin too, but this some I, I don't know, man. That roster looks gross. The only way, nah, nah, because nah, nah, you don't even have to trade JJ anymore because Stan realizes not to play him. The only way it works is if Ubre comes off the bench and you start Alexander Walker. That might make it work. I think that was the plan to start Alexander Walker. Damn. Uber. Yeah, if you train a point guard, then yeah, you probably just gonna replace him with your with your backup point guard out there. But can Ubre even be like a bench score? You know what? I'm not even gonna. He can be a backup four. We'll discuss. I mean, I was gonna say backup score. We'll discuss this when they finally make the trade. When when if Golden State finally fleeces them dudes, or if they lose tonight to Phoenix, they'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> They're both just gonna be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do, get this over with. Try something. Oof. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening, man. This was fun. Um, hope you enjoyed, and um, talk to you guys next time. Triple D's deuces. Peace.